This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. Tonight we want to welcome Avril Abrahams. Hi, Avril. Hi, Suki. So, Hi, Frederick. Hi, uh, Avril. So good to have you here with us. Yeah, thank you for being willing to share your story with us. So the past two weeks, we had a husband, Trevor, with, with us. Listeners, if you had missed that by any chance, make sure that you get that on our podcast um, at uh, kpulpit.co forward slash podcast forward slash into me see. So today we will hear your side of the story, Avril. All right. <laughs> You're ready for your side. <laughs> sometimes I know when um, I'm actually just joking about that because sometimes if I tell my part of the story and Frederick tells his part of the story, it doesn't always sound the same. <laughs> it sounds a bit <laughs> similar because I always experience things a lot more intense than what he does. So my mom used to say if she takes what he says and what I say, then she can get the average. And that's more or less probably what it is. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so okay. I think we need to be more truthful. But honestly, when I say it, I always experience it maybe more intense than what he experiences it. Um, as you know, this month we talk about Christ-centered recovery. Frederick and I always introduce the theme of the month on the first broadcast. So please, listeners, be sure to go back to that recording if you missed it. We explained more about how we recover what the enemy had stolen, because so many of us are not really um, aware of the word recovery that we often use with addictions. But in this program, we don't only deal with addictions. We deal with intimacy in the face of reality and restoration and redemption. No, sorry. Uh, we, we, with this program, we deal with addiction in the face of reality, restoration and redemption. And then also we look at intimacy as seeing into me and the role it plays in authentic and thriving relationships, like we've already said. And it's in this light that we want to talk about restoration and what it looks like when we want to recover what the enemy had stolen from us. And isn't that something that we all need to do, Frederick? Yes, okay, very, very true. Thank you so much for that intro. And uh, I also just want to say welcome to every listener that is tuned in. And, you know, really, we who does not want to get better, Suki? Mm. And uh, as much as we don't like it, we all have our hurts, hang-ups, and habits, and uh, some of us addictions, and we want recovery and restoration from, mm. from, our, from those issues in our lives. And, and we know, Suki, that only comes when a true, deep inner healing comes in a Christ-centered recovery and restoration uh, program or group or a community. Mm, absolutely. I'm thinking especially even the 12-step programs that we so often refer to in this program talk about a higher power. And I know many people, when they hear that word, and I, me too, I mean, our hairs just raise when we hear it. But the fact is that they say you cannot be in recovery without surrendering to a higher power. And of course, for us, it's God and it's Jesus. Yes. And uh, I'm amazed, Frederick, to see in the recovery groups where I've been, when the not Christ-centered recovery groups, 
how many people eventually heard testimony from those that their higher power is God and Jesus, mm. and that they eventually had become Christians because mm. of that. Because mm. some people are angry with God and they say their higher power is the wind or nature or whatever. Mm. Um, do you have, I, I know you also have experience of this, yeah, right? Uh, I'm not quite sure if Avril has had these type of experiences, mm. but indeed I have in um, the, the groups that I belong to. Mm. Um, the, there's one group that I belong to that has that is a Christ-centered uh, recovery and restoration group, and then another, the SAA group, which is uh, not necessarily Christ-centered, but uh, as you were saying, Suki, it's a spiritual program, so that people can engage in in a spiritual way in their recovery and restoration, and. Uh, and it's very interesting how the perspective and how the idea and um, concept of God changes as one is going through the program right. of the 12 steps. Yeah. And the first step is I'm powerless. Mm. I cannot stop doing whatever I'm doing. And, and that sounds like sin, hey? Because, mm. I mean, nobody of us we want to sin, but we sin all the time. Yeah. And the second step, step is, therefore, I turn to God to restore me to sanity because mm. the definition of sanity, insanity, is when I keep on doing the thing that I don't want to do and I but I experience a different outcome. Mm. So to turn to God um, to help us with mm. that. Mm. And this is where we're going to get to, to Avril. Avril, I think you probably thought, oh dear, she, they'd forgotten about me. <laughs> but you are part of Celebrate Recovery, which is a Christ-centered uh, program. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit of your background. Okay, thank you so much for having me on your program. Okay, firstly, if I can go back to where um, I come from, I grew up in District 6, mm -hmm. and I attended the Holy Cross Primary School. Um, and during my primary school years, this is where my parents got divorced and uh, my mom moved out of our home and immediately our family dynamic changed. Um, I didn't realize the impact on my life, but only until years later, which I can share later with you, I went to my schooling thinking this was normal, um, but yet I envied my classmates for their normal home life, what I thought was normal, you know, whenever I heard them speaking. Um, and then after finishing primary school, I went to live with my mom and my stepfather in Mitchell's Plains and attended high school. And this is where I met Trevor, who today is my husband of 33 years. Mm -hmm. um, I gave my heart to the Lord before we got married. And then as a young married couple, we were very fortunate to be in a church where family was important. Our kids were born there. Um, they grew up. They learned. They went to Sunday school, to youth. So all the, the foundational uh, Christian principles was installed in them. We were, part, we, had, we, had a, uh, we were part of a group of friends, and I think it was very important. That was very important in our Christian walk as a family together. Um, and, of course, that also set a good foundation for us, um, notwithstanding later, later, years later we actually realized, actually, you know, this was like a normal setup for us as a family. Mm. But what was to come in the future is where we needed to build ourselves up and make sure that we had 
um, that we were grounded enough, that we knew enough about Jesus to help us through those storms and those challenges that mm. would lie mm. ahead of us in the years to come. Absolutely. Um, so that is really my background. I'm not sure if you want any more, but that is that is where I come from. Mm. Yeah, thank you so much, Avril. Yeah, it's, it's a story, a very unique story, yet common, um, mm. because many people go through the trauma of, of divorce of their parents and everything that goes along with that. And um, I had a stepmother um, and going through all the, uh, the possible traumas of a step-parent. Um, there was one thing that struck me as you were sharing. You said you, tur- you gave your heart to the Lord. Now, there may be a listener who doesn't quite understand what does that mean? What were you like before? And what changes uh, did you experience in your life? Okay, because I was young, it was really my early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a in a in a home where we would we would go to church at big events, maybe um, Easter, Christmas, mm-hmm. um, that type of thing. So it wasn't a, a solid Christian um, upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it was uh, I didn't quite I knew about Jesus, but I didn't quite understand who he was. And mm-hmm. only when I accepted Jesus into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior, and I gave, and I gave my life over to Him, mm-hmm. did I realize that there was a relationship there. Mm-hmm. And being in a church and being part of the, the Christian family that we were, that is where that journey started. Mm-hmm. And yes, I wasn't perfect, but not not a long shot. I still am not. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but at least I understood more of who Jesus was and mm. what Jesus wanted to do, how he wants us to be. And just the reminder, as we used to talk about him when we got together and church events, being involved in church. I was always involved, junior church. Uh, I love working with children. And that kept me sharp. It, it made me, um, it forced me to, to remain uh, you know, grounded in Jesus so that I could mm. be that example. Okay, so wonderful. I didn't live a crazy, I didn't live a, um, an undisciplined upbringing, mm. but mm. once I knew who Jesus was, that's when my relationship started and right. when I was able to actually deal with more. Um, Avril, yeah, that sounds very interesting. Are we going to tell more about how did you eventually get to celebrate recovery in spite of your Christian background, mm. maybe because of yes. your Christian background, but let's just quickly take a break and we'll continue after that. Welcome back, listeners. So, Avril, we just mentioned that you'd become part of this Christ-centered recovery program. And as Rick and I said in the previous program, when we spoke to your husband, Trevor, that this is not the only Christ-centered mm, recovery mm, program. Mm, there are mm. many all over the world in different places and different churches might have different ones. But this is the one where you got to. And I want to know why was it necessary? Because you and your husband were following Jesus. Your lives changed. Why did you join this program? Okay. Um, being in the ministry, we've always been part of the church. We've always been involved in a church. And when I say we, it's, it's, it's me. When I say I, then it's we, because we've always done things together as a couple. Um, so we were in the ministry, and we we were responsible for leading God's people. So mm-hmm. we had um, we had this church, and and suddenly we had to we we 
had to face the issues that people had. We had to guide them. We had to share God's word with them. We had to encourage them. Um, and being part of this program, um, we just felt, do we ever arrive? You know, we think we know it all because we, we, we know mm-hmm. God's word and we grew up with it. Mm-hmm. When we heard about this program, we thought, this would be a wonderful opportunity to actually learn more or, or, or have a tool available because we'd heard about it, but we didn't quite know enough about it. So Trevor started first, I must admit, and mm-hmm. then I joined afterwards. So he started attending before I did. Mm-hmm. And through what he shared, we thought maybe this is, this is the tool, maybe this is it to help us to help others because we need to make sure we guide them on the right path with Scripture that is, um, well, if I can use the word Christ-centered, mm. which we didn't know at the time. Mm. So when I joined the program and I started going through the, the 12 steps, I realized that I had to start at the very beginning, mm. just starting at step one. You know, the big one is um, the denial part. When I started that, I thought, okay, maybe this is not that bad. But as I learned about denial and I learned about the different aspects to it, I had to dig deep, and guess what came out? My parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. Something that I had forgotten about because it had become the norm for me. Mm-hmm. My dad has since passed on, and my stepdad, so it's just my mom. Um, but that is what came out, and I thought, wow, Lord, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. But this is what made me realize in coming to this Christ-centered program to equip myself, I needed to dig deep and first yield in myself what was what was hidden so deep. Um, and that is how I ended up here. So, so really, I'm also on my journey, and there will probably be many more hurts that will come out that mm. I had forgotten about mm. and I didn't realize how it impacted my life. Um, and taking that and our Christian walk with the Lord and where we come from, mm. I think this will set us up to truly help those needed in the future. Mm. Mm. Sure, thank you very much, Avril. Um, so I, I just quickly want to ask another question. How, how long have you were you a Christian before you started the Christ-Centered uh, Recovery Group? Uh, oh, golly, probably 30 years. Hmm. Wow. Many, many married, yeah. We married mm. more than 30, so we married 33 years, and we've mm. been Christian since then. Yeah. And it's only since 2021 that I came into mm. this program. Mm. Sure. So, you know, there's, there's a saying that says um, um, healing just allows time, time to, to heal the wounds. And uh, so basically you are saying there were 30 some, something odd years that uh, the wounds could have been healed. You know, so what do you think of 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 a statement like that? Oh, statement: Time heals all wounds. Yeah, do you agree time with heals that? all wounds. Um, I would say uh, my question would be: What really qualifies us to say that? Mm. Say time heals all wounds, mm. unless we have been through grief and disappointment and hurt and pain, and there are different levels of that. Mm. Um, we've all encountered, I can speak for myself here because the program teaches us to talk about I. Mm. I've encountered many levels of hurt and pain. And and to say something like time heals all wounds is maybe not always fair mm. unless we are in it. Mm. I always like to use the phrase, take one day at a time with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm. And there mm. are many things, like you said, traumatic things that maybe we might not have dealt with. Sometimes we think in time, you know, we think in time these things will sort themselves out. But I just heard you saying, oh, suddenly the whole thing about the divorce that emerged that mm. you thought mm. had been healed long ago. So with that, Absolutely. I want to ask you, why do you think do Christians need recovery or a restoration? I think um, as Christians, we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not perfect. I've shared some of my um, things that I'd forgotten about. Mm. And when we suffer loss or, or, uh, or disappointment, it's important that we reach out so that healing can take place in our lives. Mm. Otherwise, we're going to go around and around in circles and we're never going to get past that hurt that we have. Mm, so mm. restoration is very important as a Christian and especially if we want to continue to walk in the purpose and plan that God has for our lives. Mm. And He has a plan for each one of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and Avril, this is something that we really need to work at. It, it doesn't just come automatically because we are Christ followers mm. or Christians. Um, so we need to work and deal with an mm. issue. So um, as you were saying, the, your parents' divorce suddenly came to the fore, and then you can't just leave it there and allow it to fester as such and hope that time heals it. You need to be working mm. at the program. So, so what does that, what is that uh, emerge to look like for you working the program? Okay, I think with, with me being able to share, so mm-hmm. what the program teaches us, um, it teaches us to share. So when we, when we finish a section, there are questions, and those questions are the reflective ones. Mm-hmm. We, we actually have to dig deep and be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. answer those questions. Um, the, the environment that we are in is, is a safe one. Um, we, 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 we have a, a promise that we don't speak out. It remains it remains there, whatever we share. Very important, And I think the right? one, mm. very important, right? Mm. Anonymity mm. and confidentiality mm. is mm. a key. So that is something that as um, being in, in the program, and I think all of us ladies that are there, because I'm obviously in the ladies group, mm. we share our hearts. There are tears sometimes, but mm. we listen. Mm. We listen and, and we, we understand. And mm. that is what it's about, being able to share. And as we share, we will realize we're not in it alone. Yeah. There mm. are others who are suffering and going through what we're going. Yeah. But the good thing is that we're in a space where we can be, be heard and and we know that um, um, healing will come. Mm. You know, we are heard and we just stick to God's principles. And what I like is everything we go through, everything that we learn in the program is based on scripture. Mm, it's fully based on scripture. Based. And what more can we ask? Right, yeah. right. So what I hear you're talking about community, to be together, to to mm. learn from others, to be uh, to speak the truth, not to deny that you said about before. Because I know you know for years and years. I mean I've known Jesus since I was in my twenties. Actually when I was ten years I made a commitment to follow him. And in my twenties I I really wanted to follow him with all my heart. I became very serious about that. But for years, I thought I was okay. 
you know, I really didn't think my dad used to be an alcoholic and, you know, we had lots of those kind of issues that, that I'd grown up with. But I just thought it was normal. And I didn't think that that this, you know, I thought I was okay, Christian. And actually, when when people spoke about sin, I was wondering, no, what sin do I have? You know, I'm actually a good person. <laughs> and uh, it was only when I came in contact with recovery in 2016 for the first time. When I really started looking and, and when I did a 12-step program, that's why Frederick and I so often talk about that, when I realized my character defects, the, keep, the sinful patterns that I keep doing over and over again. And up till then, I was in many different ladies' groups, Bible study groups, and so on. So, And I know everybody doesn't always have got the chance to be in a CR or Celebrate Recovery group because it's not everywhere, but irregardless of the group that we're in, if we can have a community, like you said, a safe we, community, a safe community mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. people speak the truth, yeah. where we are not judged, and we can openly share about our lives, I think that is the crucial part that I understand Christ-centered recovery, mm -hmm. where we can start restoring our pain, mm -hmm. the pain in our stories. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, um, Avril? Yes, absolutely. No, I agree with that. And I think also um, as we go through this program, uh, we realize that we have all these battles that occur within our thoughts as well and our relationships and our attitudes. It's an everyday thing. And when we, when we come into this program, that's, a, that's a, the opportunity we have to actually um, talk about those things. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever, mm -hmm. we, whatever lesson we are in for that week. You know, there will be something that we can unpack related to that. Um, right. And then we realize, actually, we're still on a, on a journey. You know? But it's lovely that we have the environment, we have the place where we can share that. Yes. In another thing that I'm thinking of, it's, it's so true what you're saying. Uh, just to say, like, in that specific community, we don't give advice. Because I think yep. that's a big problem that we often have in in Bible study groups, um, ladies groups, where we start telling each other what to do, and we focus away from our from our own stuff, and we start focusing on other people's stuff and how we can help them and how we can how we can guide them and fix them. Isn't that so? Yes, absolutely, and 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 we all we all guilty of that at some point. But what mm. I like is that is one of the guidelines where we don't give advice because mm. are we qualified to give advice, you know? And this is what this program is about. It's about listening so that, so that all of us can just share what is going on inside of us. And through the scripture and the program, that's where our healing comes, with Jesus at the center of it all. Sure. Thank you very much, Avril, for, for what you've been sharing with us and opening your heart to us. Uh, unfortunately, we need to uh, let it, go over to be continued in next week so um, listeners thank you very much for tuning in Avril thank you very much for sharing with us and uh, listeners if you missed any of the, the programs if you missed or halfway through this program go to kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see and listen to the podcast and uh, share it with a friend mm. thank you very much for being with us listeners and we uh, will talk again next week this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m 
please visit kpulpit.co.za.